We're live on Law Nation's podcast, Talking Cowboys Sports Talk. And so we... Uh, it's just going to be on my podcast. Okay, so we, no so, visual. So Laurent Robinson goes to Jacksonville. Uh, you ain't heard a stat from him since because yeah. Romo elevated him. Okay. I'll okay. give you that one. Yeah. Now... Miles Austin, too. He elevated yeah. Miles. Too. Yeah, Romo elevated Miles Austin. Now, Miles Austin had that Sam yak. heard as well. Uh, yeah, Miles Austin had that yak that uh, yards have to catch because his lower body, and that's why he had all those hamstring issues because he was, he was like, lean up top like a wide receiver. At the bottom, he was thick like a running back. Um, and so that's that's where Miles Austin excelled like that, that short yardage uh, burst. Uh but, Kevin Overtree, too. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so you get some, you get some uh, like, the tight end, uh, Jimmy... Uh, he played with the Saints, and then he left, and he Jimmy went. Jimmy Graham. Yeah, Jimmy Graham. He left the Saints, and he went somewhere else, and he didn't put up. The, he never put up those numbers yeah. again. But but on oh, yeah. the flip side of that, when he left the Saints, they went seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine, three years mm-hmm. in a row. Then he went to the Super Bowl with the Saints. Or was that Jeremy Shockey? Who was on the Super Bowl team? Shockey, Shockey. Okay, cool. Uh, and so what I'm saying is. In this particular situation with Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott, I think Amari Cooper elevated Dak Prescott. Because if you look at the ball placement, there there were some pretty bad balls, but Amari Cooper made them look better. Now give me, I'm a, hold on, because I see I see the wheels turning. I know you're trying to rip it. Uh, that was a deep that was a deep touchdown pass down the sideline against the Eagles. Uh, the ball was low and inside when it should have been high and to the outside, so he could go over his shoulder. He could catch it in stride. He had to slow down to where he stacked, he stacked the, uh, he stacked the cornerback, and that's and that's a football technique where you you got the cornerback, you want to keep him on the backside, and so you slow down, and so he would have to run through you, which would give him a pi, and so he stacked him, and the ball was low, and I don't know if that corner, if the cornerback would have turned, it would have hit the dang cornerback right there in the hands or in the knee, it was so right. low, and he caught the ball and then he he took off and he had a burst of speed. Um, and a couple of balls. I mean, the Redskin game. He threw the ball behind Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper was able to turn his body. He actually threw the ball into triple cover. So if he would have threw the ball where he was supposed to, you know, Amari Cooper probably would have got carried off the field. But so he the ball actually went behind him. It was an errant throw. Amari Cooper was able to turn his body, and everybody else's momentum was still going forward. He takes the ball. He goes forty yards for a touchdown. And I mean, the Eagles game where the cornerback. He looked like he was throwing the ball to the cornerback, and he tipped the ball up in the air, and he just went high enough into the air that Amari Cooper was able to turn back around, catch it, and go for the score, and that was a walk-off, you know what I'm saying, walk-off touchdown. So what I'm saying is some situations, the team or certain players are going to elevate other players. And it's good when you have, uh, like when you have players like, you know, when Troy Aikman, and Michael Irvin came to the lead, they elevate each other. I'll give you another example of up in Cincinnati, AJ Green mm-hmm. elevates Andy Dalton. I'll give you that, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and in some cases, uh, some cases I think, uh, well, I think Matt Ryan has started to come into his own, but earlier, you know, Julio definitely made him look like a better receiver when he had uh, Roddy White and Julio uh, both on the field. And now he kind of came to his own where he spreads the ball out. I mean, Big Ben was the same way. When he won his two Super Bowls, he did not look like an elite passer. Uh, he, he did not look like an elite passer. You had the bus. You had the bus. You had uh, yeah, yeah. 
you had the defense. You had the defense, and then this is and this is another thing about this Cowboys game. Our offense hurt our defense more than anything because we were getting in, in this Rams game. The first four, the first three series, we held them to we we held them to field goals. We held them to field goals, right? And then in one of those series, they didn't even get a score at all. And the offense kept going three and out, three and out. By the time we got to the end of the second quarter, you see every all the defensive linemen and linebackers over there sucking oxygen. And then once you get to the – when you, they got to the second half, these guys, the time possession was so crazy, uh, how many plays they were on the field, and then the rounds were good at spreading people out. Let me ask you a question, though. And I said this earlier. Is C.J. Anderson better than Jamez Olawale? Running the ball naturally. I mean – Is C.J. Anderson better than Rod Smith right now? Yeah, but check this out. Naturally. Check this out. If you would have asked me it – and it also depends on systems. Because uh, if you asked me about if you asked me about C.J. Anderson uh, when he was down there in Carolina, I would say yeah, I would say okay, yeah. Okay. But then you put him in his Rams, uh, you put him in his Rams offense, and this is what this is what you did. Uh, if you looked at C.J. Anderson, he did not fit the Rams scheme. They got a running back like Ty Gurley. Like one of them long striders, one of them long striders, fast guy, right? Then you bring him in; he's more of a power. So their whole offense is a zone running scheme, and they put this guy up in there like, like he's a power back. Why is he? Why do you have him? And it just now everybody has to account for him. You know, they have to account for their power in the game. Man, those guys. Can, can I argue the fact that if if the Rams had Jamez Olawale or a Rod Smith, the results would have been the same? You could probably argue that because I believe I believe their coach, because he would look at their skill set and what they do, uh, just like Bill Belichick. We we try to figure out why are they winning with all these five foot nine, five foot eight receivers uh, that that can't make it on anybody else's roster, and then they come back, they come to they come to the Patriots, they buy into what they're doing, and they make them look like superstars. So so with that being said. If I was to flip this team over and gave the Rams Ezekiel Elliott, Rod Smith, Jamez Olawale, and Dak, would the Rams still won that game? I think the Rams would have still. I think the Rams would have still won the game, uh, depending on if Dak Prescott picks up what Sean McVay is trying to do, and uh, but he and. When I look, when I look at the way Dak Prescott throws the ball, and then I look at the way uh, Jared, Jared Goff throws yeah. the ball, Jared Goff timing is right, and he gets the ball out quick. Dak Prescott, you can see him thinking in the pocket. He he starts to get the happy where he he cocks like he's going to throw, and then he pulls the ball around, and he's his head is on a swivel, and it looks like there's chaos, and he runs into the lineman, then he runs into a sack. But but if you uh, look, but if you look at now, I know stats don't tell the whole entire yeah. story. But if you look at completion percentage, Dak Prescott is beating Jared Goff. And then on top of that, that's the I know people gonna say that, but guess what? If you look up this other stat, the average yard per play, Dak Prescott is passing a longer ball than Jared Goff. But I, I understand that a lot of people would look at it and say, "Well, Goff, Goff is better because he's a first round draft pick." But I'm saying this right here: we saw Jared Goff. When we had Fisher as his head mm-hmm. coach, he was trash, wasn't he? Uh, uh, Casey, Casey, he was trash. 
Ran Vince Young off. Ran, he made Vince Young look like trash. Yeah. Vince Young was a was a dog when coming out of college, boy. <laughs> he, but, he, he, he had a couple of good years in the NFL too. Yeah, uh, good game against the Cowboys too. Yeah, I remember. And, uh, but but made, you know, made, I, made I think because uh, Jeff Fisher had so visible. much Jeff Fisher had so much respect around the NFL, and uh, he's on one of the NFL committees as well. Like he still is like competition committee. Uh, yeah. Is, it, is he on the competition? Okay, yeah. so I, this is another thing I want to say before. I think Vince Young got black on that one. Jared Goff had more rushing yards than Dak Prescott. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, and, and, and check this out. This is uh, and and this uh, this is another thing I want I want to bring up. If you a good coaches, they find thing they find out what they players do, and they try to ta- they try to tailor it. They try to tailor the suit to fit that player. You know, and so they look for particular players. You know, and you know uh, uh, Andy Reid. He watched film on uh, Patrick Mahomes. They said he couldn't stop watching film. So when he gave Patrick Mahomes the reins, and everybody like, why would you give it to Alex Smith after winning 11 games and 10 games, took it to the playoffs this many years in a row? Uh, he said, you know what? Because he tailored his offense around what Alex Smith does best. Mm-hmm. And so what he did with Patrick Mahomes, he said, this guy could do this, he could do that. So he switched the offense up. Uh, to do what Patrick Mahomes did. He brought some of the things that he did in college to make him comfortable, and he put that in the game. Smart uh, breed coach. And you see the routes that they're running. Right. Uh, and, man, they got people running all these different directions. You see the things that the Cowboys are doing. They're doing the same thing. You're not shocked about You're not it's shocked just, about it's a, it's a they're doing. And you know what they're going to do. Uh, you know, go slant a comeback. Uh, <laughs> so... Well, yeah, but, but like this, before, uh, before, before we talk about the same topic, hold on. Okay, before you go, because I know what you're going to ask me, uh, do I think Dak Prescott? Do I think Dak Prescott is a, a great quarterback? No, I do not. I, but, hey, guess what? I don't think but, he's a great quarterback uh, at this point. Uh, I don't even. I don't even think <laughs> he's. he's still, I don't even uh, think he's good. Whatever everybody talking about, he need to run the ball more as a quarterback. Your pro, your primary job is to throw that ball. But we would never see what Dak Prescott's true potential can be. Uh, as long as this guy is is our head coach or our offensive coordinator, um, but the only the question I have for you is because this late in the season, because Bruce Arians is gone, you know they don't went to college and got Cliff Kingsbury, who's supposed to be an offensive mastermind, even though he was a, a sub five hundred coach, sub five hundred coach in college, which doesn't mean he won't he gonna be a bad NFL coach, but they want to see what they could get out of. Rosen, Josh Rosen, Josh, in Arizona. Josh Rosen. Uh, they gonna they gonna see what they could get out of Jameis Winston, uh, Winston mm-hmm. uh, over there in Tampa Bay because Bruce Arians, you know, when uh, Chuck Pagano had when Chuck Pagano had Andrew Luck looking like you know he was terrible, you know he Chuck Pagano he goes out, I mean uh, you know he goes out, he was sick, had to take a leave of absence, and then Bruce Arians get them to the playoffs. You know, he changes the offense. He changes. He, he changes the play call. Does whatever he has to do. Uh, so I think certain coaches, you get them to bring the best out of your players. Uh, and everybody was talking about the Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley thing. So if you got you a young quarterback, you need you need somebody that's going to develop them. Uh, and I don't, I can't name any player that Jason Garrett. The or his staff have developed. But but this is the thing. This is why I like to bring up Scott Linehan. The reason why he was selected, the reason why he was picked for this team, was because what his works were 
when he was coaching the offensive coordinator for the uh, the, the Rams. I mean, for the, uh, the, Lions. the Lions. They saw the chemistry between Matthew Stafford and Megatron. And remember, they had problems with that with it, with with Tony Romo getting the ball to who? Dez Bryant. So they looked at it and said, okay, maybe, just maybe, we can bring in a guy that can help elevate Tony Romo to Dez Bryant. You see, and when they picked him up, they said, okay, also we need to preserve Tony Romo and not having him passing the ball as much. We need to get the young running back involved, DeMarco Murray. That worked out, believe it or not. When they picked up Scott Lenihan, that was the most productive year that Tony Romo ever had in his entire career today as Brian. It worked because they looked at tape what worked with Matthew Stafford to Megatron. But the problem is the type of offense that they were running is a vertical vertical offense. Run, pound the ball, throw the ball to your fade, throw the ball to your quick reads on the upside of the, of the uh, vertical scene and hit your tight end for here and there. Dak Prescott is not a vertical passer. He's not a vertical scheme quarterback. He probably would never be in his career. We saw some flashes here and there, but consistently, he just he just would not do it. The passes that we saw of Tony Romo. So why not, like you said, if the Cowboys really want to see the full potential of Dak Prescott, they're gonna to have to go back to the drawing boards and say, we'll bring in those guys like the Dan Mullins of the world or Dabo Sweeney. You see what I'm saying? Somebody who can identify with this particular quarterback skill set and elevate this quarterback. If not, we're going we're gonna to be having the same conversation next year talking about, man, you saw that guy with wide open in the middle scene gallop? Why Dak Prescott held on the ball just too long for that pass? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Why, why, why this happen? Why that happen? Why they didn't run Dak Prescott more? Why they didn't put him in RPO? Why they didn't do the spread offense a little bit better? Why did, and not just that not just Scott Lenahan is hurting Dak Prescott, he's hurting Ezekiel, my main man, Elliot as well. It's a twofold situation. And I understand the point that you bring across Law. I and I think that certain quarterbacks, uh, I don't know if Dak Prescott got in his head because one of his biggest tools is uh, his ability to run the ball. Uh, you seen him doing it in the Jacksonville game. And I would right. say I think he's a better runner of the ball than he is a thrower, if, uh, especially down there on the goal line. Because uh, when he throws that ball on the goal line, I'm so afraid of it being intercepted. I would rather see him uh, pull it down and run it. But if you see the lane, you take it. And the thing is, I don't think he's seeing it quick enough. And so you have to figure out – are the Cowboys holding back what they give him because they don't think he can handle it? Or are they just, you know, they're, they're just unable to adapt, I make mean, adjustments? Yeah. And like, uh, Look, we already know when Jason Garrett coached the first game of the year next year, guess what it's going to be? He's going to have that same blue shirt on. He's not going <laughs> to change it. Jason Garrett is going to have the exact same outfit. He's not so, going to change. Hold on, wait, wait. You, are we talking about his ability to coach, coach the team, or are we talking about his? Uh, we could talk about his fashion sense. I'm talking about his mental B- capacity B- Bill, of not changing. Bill Belichick, I, I think he wears that same hoodie with the cut-off but, sleeves every week. But, but, but guess what, Bill Belichick do? Win. You know what? Not just win. Bill Belichick is a king of what? Delegating. Mm-hmm. When that young coach went off and went to the Denver. He said, you know what? My offense struggled just a little bit, and I didn't like it. Mm. I'm going to call that young coach back and offer him a little bit more money so he can operate and run his offense. I've got his name. 
but uh, you know what I'm talking about. He's always on the coaching radar. Actually, uh, he had the job handed to him for the Colts. For the Colts, and he left. And, uh, he, and he, he reneged on it. Was it McDonald? McDonald? Josh McDonald? Jack Mc, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Uh, Innovative. Yeah. And Brilliant. <laughs> and guess what Bill Belichick say? Or Bill Belichick, however you want to call it. I got the defense. Don't lie. Mm. I'm going to coach up the defense. But then what Bill Belichick do as well, when his team is struggling, he, he ain't afraid to tell Josh McDaniels, sit your little ass down. I'm going to call this offense. Mm-hmm. We never going to see Jason Garrett do yeah. that. He's not going to make that methodical move stepping up into the gauntlet and say, okay, offense is struggling. They're not doing the things that I want them to do. Mm-hmm. Scott Lenahan, your pair of hands, whatever you want to call yourself. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just going to move y'all with the press book. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take over the responsibility. I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to galvanize the troops now. Mm-hmm. We don't have that type of coaching. Uh, do you think he's really the offensive coordinator? <laughs> That's my question about the Cowboys. Really, check us out. Check us out, man. Check Jones. Check us out. We we got this thing going around on the uh, Facebook. We got this. I, I, I like to see Amari. He can catch more, few more balls. <laughs> hey, we got this thing. We we got this thing going around on Facebook right now called the Ten Year Challenge. And if you pull up the Cowboys' offense from the year. Uh, Jason, this is Jason Garrett's eight or ninth year. Ten. So you pull up, you pull up the film. From Jason Garrett's uh, first year as the head coach of the Cowboys, and then you pull and then you pull up the film today. I think you're gonna be seeing the same routes. It's different players, but same you're gonna see the same routes. And so the thing is, it looked so good and innovative his first two years, and it got everybody excited. But it's you still doing the same thing. But every now and then you come up with. I'm gonna counsel that AP uh, uh, KC from uh, Kevin. Yeah, but the thing is, but but you come then you come up with this, you come up with this new. I mean, then you come up with new players every now and then who actually execute those plays a lot better than everybody else. But then once you get film on them, then the results are the same. Uh, we won ten games this year, and and I think a lot of them were some close games that we kind of got lucky, and a couple of them we got away with some things. Uh, uh, you, you can just say this right quick. We only won one game that was more than two touchdowns, you know, or, or more. I think that yeah. was Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Everybody, every game was like, hey, yeah. either by yeah. one point or by one score, yeah. what have you. This is the thing. My, my pastor used to say this, and I always say this on my show as well. Not everybody lying on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's truth in there. So if T.O., if he said that, hey, I can call the plays from my, from my couch, then all of a sudden, Dez Bryant say the same thing. Uh, Alan Hearns, when he got here, he said the exact same thing. Right? Do we all agree? Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper been here for 30 seconds, and he said, you know what? They're running the exact same play. At some point, Jerry Jones got to realize and understand and put his mind together and say, you know what? I love my son, Jason Garrett. I know he got some, some private photos of me doing some heinous acts, but I got to get oh, rid yeah. of my son. Hey, <laughs> All right, man. Hey, guys. Hey, I would like to to thank you for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Salute. (laughs) We out. Peace.